Hustlers, creators, conversationalists. You are now listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. <laughs> Been a bad mom, Tatiana. <laughs> Yo! Hey, girlfriends, and welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Today, we have the lovely Nikki Nicole. I'm sure you guys remember her from our Daddy Issues episode. So, Nod, <laughs> so Nodge and um, Taylor are not here today. They're actually going to join us tomorrow for another shoot. But we wanted to come to you guys with the awesome topic of toxic moms. So we talked about daddy issues with Nikki, and of course we talked about what it's like not to have a dad. Why are you over here smiling like that? I just be happy. I just be happy. If y'all are just listening to this, I wish y'all could see what your body looks like right now. I look amazing. <laughs> you do. Thanks. And I can barely see your eyes. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> wow. Anyways, back to what back. we're here to talk about yes, today. Right. So we talked about daddy issues with Nikki. We talked about like the effects of not having a dad present or having a dad who's like present but not really an active father. And we wanted to come to you today to talk about toxic moms and like how even having your mom in your life can still be detrimental especially when they can be negative and they can kind of do things that may um affect your self-esteem affect your outlook on life love relationships all that good stuff so i guess i could start with you javada like um i don't know just tell me what you think about it uh um, do you believe it exists? Can you give examples of, of what you think a toxic mom would be like? Um, yes, I think that toxic moms definitely do exist. I think um, moms can be toxic at different times. Like, yep. it's not to say that she's toxic all the time, but there can be moments when that toxic just woo, jumps out. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Um, I know from my personal experience, like 2018 was like a good bad year. Mm. I think a lot of different things happened to me, but I learned that a lot of shit happens to people who can handle it. Yeah. You know, I went, you know, I went through a lot of shit last year. (laughs) Um, But with that being said, as things kind of spiraled, for lack of a better word, um, I attempted to lean on my mom. And I think, I don't know if it was from me being in a place of being really, really vulnerable and her just not understanding or what but when I was going for support she might as well have been a single crutch that was like on a marble because mm. the support that I felt there. like I needed was not there mm-hmm. um and we had to have a lot of hard conversations um they were particularly harder for me I know they were hard for her too um where I'm an adult now and there are just certain things that I'm not willing to tolerate from anyone in my life um as far as the standards i set for myself if i'm gonna hold myself to something you better believe you're gonna be held to it too regardless of who you are um so those are some difficult conversations that we've had to have and unfortunately i have hurt my mother's feelings but in me expressing myself and being clear um which was difficult for me it was liberating um, cause I feel like if you'll stand up to your parents, you'll stand up to anybody. anybody. Yeah, that's true. They're the hardest people to stand up to. And it has been ugh, a task and they get on my goddamn nerves and I know I get on theirs, 
But we're getting to a place where we're starting to understand each other more. And what I have come to realize, I'm rambling at this point, but I'm going to wrap it up. But what I've definitely come to realize, I don't know if it's amongst all black people, but from my experience, I know, I don't know that much about my parents. Mm. You know, I was sitting sitting down with my dad, which that's another story for another day. But I was sitting down with him, and, you know, as I sat down with my mom and I was talking to them, and I was like, I don't really know that much about y'all. Yeah. I pray tell this could be a problem with our relationship. Yeah. So, um, we're starting from there. Okay. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Nikki? Like, that was deep. Right. Thanks. For sure. But I um, agree with everything, if not all, most of what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um... I guess for you, like, what what would you say a toxic mom looks like? Like, what does she do? What does she say? Like, um, how does she act? There's so much, so many things I can say. So I, I'm going to use like a celebrity okay. Um, okay. mom um, per se for for my first example. I think that Black China's mom is a very toxic mom. Yes, mm, yes. Um, I think that the way she carries herself on the internet. Um, it's very, very toxic. Right. It is so distasteful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so distasteful. And I also think that her approach, um, when she's trying to contact her daughter, I understand. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't know what it. Right. We only know what right. she puts on social media. Right. But I still don't feel like all of that is necessary for the world to know. For right. the world to see. The reason why I feel right. like she's toxic, and I put her number one on the celebrity mom toxic <laughs> list. Yeah. <laughs> It's because we already know how much backlash Black China gets altogether as a person. People slander her. Mm-hmm. People demean her. I mean, defamation of character. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, and, and she does some of the stuff. You know, she already um, admitted to but a lot of her. Um, yeah, a lot of her wrongdoings are a lot of the reason why her um, her image has been drugged through the mud. Yeah. But her mom also sees that because she's also in the media. And, right. and her mom has a, a big following based on Instagram too. So you see what people say about your daughter. So why would you add on to right. the right. the mishap or the havoc she's going on have going right. on in life? I just feel like her mom just adds on to it. And so now like anytime I see Black China, I just when I see her Instagram or see her post stuff, I'm just like, I cannot believe that's her mom. Like, right. And first I, of all, I wish my mom would be you grown know, as hell, active full on that. Instagram. I'm saying, like, you don't. Some of the stuff is just so unnecessary. Like, she gets on live and starts twerking. That is wild. Just doing the, the most. Mom. I mean, just doing the most. Just doing. And I can't say people would. I don't think that Chris Jenner is a toxic mom. Me either. Because yeah. I feel like she's she helps her her kids. Um, progress in life. And she, she took their managers. Right. Yes, she's Thank been you. She allows them to own their mistakes and, and grow from it. Yeah, turn a negative to a positive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all can't nobody come, come at Chris for, at all. for how she is. I as stand as the Kardashians personally. I stand Chris. Chris no, I, they have very strong family values and I respect that. I don't believe so, but. Oh. That's another topic, but right. well, I mean, <laughs> just so. I mean, just bringing it back yeah. though to like they do toxic stick together. Moms. They I can't do say stick that. together, they, and that's yeah. what's important. So, I think in regards to toxic moms, just like in for family in general, people just kind of have this misconception that if someone is related to you by blood, that they are loyal, that they are caring, Ooh, that yeah, and you know, like that the they'll that always true, have your honey. back. And that ain't even true. I think you know, right? Like you said, like it. 
at the end of the day, like, you know, you expect those things from the people that are your blood, but that's not always the case. Right. And it goes the same for a mom. And I think just because someone provides financially for you doesn't necessarily mean that they are a good parent provider. There's a big difference, especially when you have daughters. Like, right. You can learn a lot from your dad as yep. a daughter, but you can learn a lot from your mom on right. a whole other level. And just because you provide for your child um, financially, uh, young women or young adults like myself need more than that. And if you weren't giving that to me as a child, I'm probably not going to be expecting it as an adult, but I probably still feel that void as yeah. an adult. Right. And so, like, in terms of people who may provide financially, but still, like, And I think when you think about these storylines where it has, like, the rich kid who has, like, the huge house, they get everything they want, but they're missing that emotional piece from their parent, I think a lot of times parents are so focused on establishing security that they tend to neglect their children emotionally. Like, I need to have those conversations with my mom, or I, I want to feel like, and I'll just give a person saying, I think I have an awesome mom, but one thing that I'm learning in therapy is that, just because she's my mom, it doesn't mean I have to share everything with her. Right. Because she was born in a different time frame, they're so focused on being secure that they will stay in a job that they absolutely hate for their entire life. If that means putting relate. bread on the table. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, love her to death, mom. Please don't hate me for this. But I think, exactly has, I, like, I think she has that mindset, though. And... When I try to tell her, like, this job is not satisfying for me, like, I really have this urge to just kind of, like, quit and just do hair and make money or pick up a part-time job you and know what focus on building my brand. She is, like, she um, she kind of tries to talk me out of it. And my therapist is, like, you know, just because she's your mom doesn't necessarily mean that everything she says is mm-hmm. right. And you have right. to think for yourself and not feel right. bad if your mom disagrees with it. So, I don't know. But, <laughs> we still got a little bit of time. Okay. Before we get well, to a break. Well, what I was going to say for that part, I think um, <clears throat> something that can go back to parenting. I have two little nuggets here. One, how you're saying, like, your mom doesn't understand your, I guess, your turmoil with your employment situation. I yeah. think it's just, like... Our generation, so I think millennials and Generation Z, we're more of a creative generation. Yeah. And I think that we've been exposed to creativity and we're more express. We're able to express it more, but they weren't brought up that way, so they don't understand it. And then I feel like creativity and expression is so, like, squandered because it's still very new to, like, free think and be creative so there's not a lot of people offering guidance in that department yeah so a lot of people don't understand what's going on which i think creates tension right and since we're talking about toxic mothers something that i will say too so as far as like you not being able to have that same um understanding or that alignment with your mom at all times i think an issue that i feel i may have run in with my mom is okay yes if i have this issue or i operate from this creative space and i'm seeking guidance from my mother and i can't get the guidance that i'm looking for because we just can't you know seem to connect if i go and seek that guidance from someone else yeah sometimes i feel like my mom tends to get jealous get upset about it yeah and it's like it's it's weird 
Like a, um, somebody in general, whether it was a family member or even someone outside. Like, let's say, for yeah. instance, like I know someone who's versed in something specific and then maybe I go seek advice from them before I go to my mom. I feel like my mom would feel a way about that. Mm. It's very weird. It is weird. Yeah. Okay, we're going to cut to a short break, but when we get back, we're going to talk more about toxic moms and then, you know, we like to get into our pop culture tea. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. Welcome back. 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 Okay. Are you gonna this? Who's the biggest? Miss Mr. Kaiser? No, him too. But when we were at cheerleaders at Knox, what's her name? Ooh. Our cheerleading coach that used to be like this. That means right. That means run. Was it the big one? Yep. I don't, Ooh, her name. I don't remember her she name. Was huge. I hope you never watched this video. You was you, you was cool though. You were, and that's how I feel about you, actually. <gasps> <laughs> She's kidding. Ooh, that hoe was so mean. She was mean though. That she really was, was mean. So no, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you now. <laughs> no, you guys. We were talking about toxic mothers. Okay. Um, you know, there's just <laughs> <laughs> been a bad mom, Tatiana. <laughs> Yo, no, like, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna make you a no, bad mom. No, that's gonna play at the beginning of this episode with the like bomb drops, like <laughs> <laughs> yep, with the horns. There we go. No, yeah, we've been talking about toxic moms. Yes, Nikki gave a great example. She said Black China's mom. I'm sorry, but a mom sitting on live calling her mom, her daughter all kinds of bitches and stuff. Yeah, like, that's outrageous. Girl, just doing the that's most. Terrible. I mean, but is that just that's just just as bad as some moms who sit back and talk about their children with that same verbiage. You yeah, know what I'm saying. But it's even yeah. worse to get on. You have a. She I has mean, like millions I think of it's all the same. It's all the same. But right. I'm just gonna point her out because she's in the spotlight more. I mean, I'm just saying your daughter's already being slandered right. for who she is as a person. You just right. add flames, uh, 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 yeah. flames to the fire. Yeah. Right. That's so true. And um, recently on Twitter, y'all got to get on Twitter. If y'all are not Twitter on Twitter, so what are you lit. doing? First of all, you're not on Twitter, you late. Because all the memes y'all be posting on Facebook. Personally, I would like to go back to the old Twitter the where old we Twitter dedicate tweets there. to people. Where you can and what? we tweet what we're listening to. Yeah, and, and we, we get put, people put in Twitter jail. Personally, yeah. I would like to go back to one of my followers days. is so far. So yes, let's go back to followers. hashtag oomph. People don't subtweet each other no more. I was like. so upset <laughs> when people would hashtag oomph. I was like, well, who is oomph? And one so of my followers. And someone was like, well, I was like, oh, oomph. One of my followers is <laughs> so fine. What am I? We should bring we, it back. Yeah, we, we need, need to, to bring, bring it, it back. Because old Twitter is the way. Matter of fact, Twitter is the way right now. Yeah, that's true. We Except your timeline isn't in quarter before y'all. Yep. We see me a month before y'all. Exactly. So on Twitter is where I saw this little kid had written a letter to, I think it was their mom, and was pretty much saying. I think that, I was talking about. Yeah, they said they they um, didn't like their mom using bad words, like calling them stupid. Oh, and they said, God. and I quote, even though I deserve it. No, baby, you do right. not deserve your mom, your mom calling you yeah. stupid and calling you bad words and i think that is an example of a toxic mom because that is already establishing low self-esteem <laughs> sorry i 
bad. But I just thought of myself. <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? This Hold is. Come out. We yeah, have some double standards. What? We have some double standards, y'all. Okay. The reason up? why I'm busting out laughing <laughs> is because Liberian parents be quick because. <laughs> Look, look, look. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. God, <laughs> God assigned specific <laughs> children to West African parents. Some of y'all won't be able to handle it. Oh my God. Because Liberians be going say, you stupid. You stupid, God. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, I mean, but that's just addressing something within our own community, too. That's true. <laughs> I am weak I and mean, y'all granted, childish. <laughs> I mean, granted, growing up, being called a stupid girl did not, <laughs> did, did not make me feel like I was <laughs> truly a stupid girl, but... <laughs> But I mean, like, <laughs> woo, woo, oh Jesus, no, her mom always wants to somebody a goat. I still do not think it's healthy. How would you feel if your mom called you a stupid goat today? It's a Liberian thing, so it doesn't even. I'm just used to it by this time. By this time, it doesn't hurt. Because at this point, whatever, just don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, you can call me what you want. Right. Tell me you'll kick my ass from here to kingdom come. And That's okay. You. Yes. Like literally, I will kick you. That's what they were yeah. Liberians. Okay, so yeah, there's some toxicity within the West African community um, as well. Think? Um, but we're here to say it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will go home this weekend and be called a stupid goat, but it is okay. Um, but yeah, it was really sad going back to that. Just seeing how much that impacted that little kid's self-esteem to where he or she thought they deserved to be called stupid. Right. Y'all gotta do better. Yeah, I agree. Like, come on now. And Naj was talking about it, and she was talking about how there are some moms, you know, when Mother's Day come, they kind of, especially the single mothers, they try to shit on mm-hmm. the dads that day and talk about all the things they do for their, their kid. But once again, just because you're financially providing for your child does not right. mean that you're a good mom. Because if you're not sitting there, like, <clears throat> actually bonding with your child, right? Doing homework with them, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, Making sure you're like there at their school events, right? Stuff like that matter. Like they, it matters, especially to little kids, right? Right. And if you You can't, and I think a lot of times, like when things happen to children, I'll take this on a deeper level. When things happen to children, and and parents are like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Because you didn't create an environment for them to feel comfortable to talk to you. Agree. Um. So once again, Mm -hmm. fulfilling that emotional aspect. If every time your kid tries to come to you, you're like, "Oh, go away. I'm tired." Tired or shut up or keep it down or go to your room you're not creating a healthy environment mm-hmm. for them to feel like they can talk to you and express things to you and talk about their concerns like so if something is happening to them if they're getting bullied in school or anything they're not going to want to talk to you right because they're going to expect you to say oh shut up go to your room right or there's sometimes the moms where because i know <clears throat> excuse me my, I, I would be scared to tell my mom certain things that happen in school because she would try to come to the school and Ooh. turn up. So, you know, sometimes it's that yeah. way too. That's toxic too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. You got to lead by example. Don't be coming to the school turning up. So if you expect your child to behave a certain way, and that's one thing that really gets me. When you see your child acting out and instead of trying to identify the source, you choose to punish them Discipline, even right. even more. Like... If your child is going to school bullying people or getting in fights, like acting out, you need to identify where that is coming from. And nine times out of ten, it's coming from home. 
Yeah. Um, so if you have a kid who's like rotten, <clears throat> you might want to do some self-reflecting and, and figure out what exactly you're doing to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me say, let me chime in on that just yes. to piggyback off what you said about the bullying thing. Mm-hmm. I found out that some kids, and this is from me having like teacher friends, like some of my friends are teachers, and I work with a lot of older women. Yeah. I am the youngest person at my job, so I get a lot of like gems from my coworkers. I love it. They're like, yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, what so do you a lot call them, them? Do they know what you call them? Yes. They 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 are so okay with. I it. love their name. I call them the OLGs. The old lady gang. Yep. <laughs> I have the OLGs and I have the young OLGs. The young OLGs are the 30 through 40 age range. Mm-hmm. And the OLGs is the 50 through 60 age range. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so they were they tell me, like, stories about their kids. Because most of them have at least, like, three kids. I think yeah. some of them have, like, one. But most of them have, like, three. So, they're, like, um, yeah, um, their daughters or their kids will get bullied. Well, we're getting bullied in school because mm-hmm. my coworkers... I mean, they don't believe in buying, like, expensive shoes for them, for right. their kids, and stuff like that. Um, they believe, like, it's it's not, it's not, it's something that's not worth it. it. I'm not going to spend $200 on Jordans, on Jordans yeah. or something. So... <clears throat> Oh, so My, they get the bobos. Yeah, so they get the bobos, and not, and you know, you do got. Do you know what bobos? Do people know what bobos are now? I mean, like, are like black off, people know what bobos are. Yeah, okay. you know the funny, funny. So anyway, they send their kids to school with the funny, funny shoes, right? And the kids pick on them, mm-hmm. or that's that's how they're getting bullied. Or there's another coworker that I have that she's bu- she bullies other people because her daughter bullies other gr- another girl in school because she's jealous of the other little girl mm-hmm. because this little girl mom buys her all this nice stuff and right. her mom buys her yeah the off-brand, off-brand of whatever she has so or she gets to do this and gets to do that and my coworker's pretty strict on her kids so she's right. like oh you're not doing mm-hmm. that so, so it, it she bullies up. the other girl so she had to go to the school and have a conference i'm like okay so it's bullying goes both ways either right. you're bullying me because you're jealous of me or i'm bullying you because i'm jealous of you it's just right. a mess. Yeah. I, I mean i don't even it's it, all displaced emotions really because like, they can't have those conversations mm-hmm. it starts at home like yeah. mom I'm gonna bully Amber because you keep buying me bubbles. Or mom, I would really, really just like one pair of Jordans for my birthday. You know, like the reason why, like, well, school is hard for me because they pick on me about my clothes. I think if my child came to me and said that, I'd be like, let's go shopping. Right. Because you can't go to a school and change the kid, the the minds of kids. But if I know going and picking up a nice pair of shoes or a really cool backpack will take the stress off. Well, right. right, I will do that. Yo, what if when we get older, like I'm so happy I'm a millennial right now. Yeah, I just feel like millennials are like, like we we are like climbing the top. I feel yeah. like as just all together. I just I just so happy I'm a millennial and I'm growing up in this time frame. Yeah, yeah. two reasons. One. Because, like I said, I work with OLGs. Mm-hmm. Y'all, they will call my, my desk and tell me to come show them how to screenshot something on their phone. Oh, oh my God. Or they'll say, can you show me how I save something to my desktop? I'm like, what? Oh, my God. It's the simplest I mean, thing. Oh, and then this one lady, she was like, my phone is saying that I need to... um." No, I need to do a software update. She has an iPhone. Oh my gosh! And she doesn't know what she she's doesn't doing, know how to does do she? it. And she's like, I don't know. What, maybe it's deleting my pictures or something. Like that's not a software update. Ooh, but whatever. Lord. So it's just like I'm just so happy that I'm I'm a millennial because it's just like the world is transitioning so yes. much, and these old, old people are not keeping up. No. But 
another reason why I'm happy that I'm a millennial is because I feel like I'm gonna be more in tune with my kids. Like, yes, we I got feel the like, best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah, I think honestly. because like when I was growing up, it was we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have like right. you know cash app. It was like Western Union. And, like, mm-hmm. we didn't have where when we went to the concerts, we weren't up there with our phones right. at concerts. We just we literally were doing the moment. Yeah. And so now I, had, and I also have the, this world where everything is technology-based. Yeah. Right. Oh, shout out to Close Case, by the way. Love them. <laughs> Get yours now. Close yeah, Case. Close Case on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, so, and I feel like when I have kids now, if well not now but you'll be better I'm, equipped to understand yeah and i think i'm gonna through. know like a lot of i think i'm gonna relate to a lot of what my yeah. kids oh yeah yeah are going through or sure. even if they don't want to say it i feel like i have enough you'll experience know. now i can initiate a lot of things right with my kids okay so that was great let us cut to one more break when we get back we will wrap up with our pop culture tea thank you for hanging in with us and stay tuned We are back. <laughs> I don't know what all these accents are today, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey guys, we are back. Once again, this is the Girlfriends Podcast, but you guys know that already. If you're on YouTube, I'm so sorry if you keep hearing me say that over and over again. We also go on air. So we have pre-recordings that go on air, so they can only hear us. They can't see us like you guys have the, you know, privilege to. <laughs> so I just have to say that. Um, but yeah, we're back. We wanted to roll into pop culture tea, and we have a little surprise for you at the end as well. Um, I wanted to talk about this week, the passing of John Singleton. Rest in peace. Yes. He was an awesome director. Correct. Yes, filmmaker. Filmmaker, director. Um, he created Baby Boy, Boys in the Hood, Hustle and Flow, and Higher Learning, my personal favorite. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry, you guys. It's okay. Look, we got to get places on time. We got to be on the I 10 by 10. I 10 by 10. So, yes, rest in peace, John Singleton. It's so unfortunate because he was so young. Yes. He was so young. Um, when I say young, like that, his fifties, he still has so much life to live. This was like his his, he was in he was supposed to be experiencing his midlife crisis, right? You know? Um, so it's really unfortunate. And Javada made a good point that this is something that seems consistent within the black community. Yes. No, I actually had a great uncle pass away in October from a stroke. Mm. Um, so he was able to live a full life. He was in the Dominican Republic and. Um, I think for his last birthday, they got him, like, strippers or something oh like gosh. that. You know, so he had a really fun <laughs> time. Good. But it was a little bit heavy on my heart to see that, you know, John Singleton had yeah. passed away. Well, first that he had had the massive stroke, then he was in a coma, and right. then they were pulling the plug. And I was like, oh, this is all too relatable. Yes, it's um, so heavy. Yeah, so it's very, very scary. So, black men, take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. I'm going to say that again. And I know, like, a lot, I've I've heard too many black men say things like, oh, I don't like to go to the doctor. Right. But, I mean, it's necessary. And if you're not going to the doctor, at least try to look at holistic practices. Make sure you're doing something to keep your health in tip-top shape. Absolutely. So, on to something, I won't say positive, because there's nothing positive about it. 
I listen to blogger Tasha K. Some people love Tasha K. Some people hate Tasha K. I like her. I'm still I'm still figuring her out, but from what I see, see she seems really genuine, and I appreciate that about her. Pretty much, this is the story. Uh, she encountered a woman who pretty much grew up with Ashanti's mom and dad. It all started when she was a child. I'm not sure how old. I don't want to get it wrong. Around five, six. She started um, attending Ashanti's mom's dance class and Ashanti's dad who at the time was Ashanti's mom's boyfriend came all the time and she said she noticed he took a special liking to the younger oh, girls dear. well this turned into his name is Kincaid this turned into Kincaid like starting to kind of like set her on his lap just kind of mm. like it went from that to him picking her up for dance class taking her to it sounds like abduction in plain sight a little bit that's exactly i'm it's so funny you say that because that's exactly what i was thinking mm. so essentially what this man was doing is she had a big family she was like one of many kids i don't know like six seven kids and she kind of felt neglected at home and what this man was doing was he would take come and pick her up or he would claim like taking her dance practice or whatever and he would take her to his home and rape her and you know as a child she didn't really understand it she didn't know what was going on and at 11 years old she had her first abortion because he had impregnated wow. her at 11 years old made her take um someone's id and act as if she were them so that they would administer the abortion oh my god and i think she said that was like one of two or three abortions that she experienced between 11 and 15 all from her being impregnated by this man and she's now in her 50s and so the question what? is yeah so the question is you know everyone i'm sure is wondering is like why now well, this woman has been through a lot um she got she was on drugs at one point in her life trying to cope with things she got cancer and she realized now in her older age like it's affected her so much that for years she's been um, going to therapy for it. And she just, she wanted to free herself of it before passing. And she allowed Tasha K to share her story on her platform because Tasha K has such a huge following. And she's seen what Tasha K's reporting has done for the R. Kelly situation. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to free herself because she's tried to talk about it with others. And a lot of people don't don't want to hear her. They don't believe it. Right. Um, so shout out to Tasha K for giving her that platform because I can only imagine what that's like for her to be in her 50s and still like be breaking down in tears, just recalling those moments. You just trauma. Uh, yes, as <clears throat> as someone who uh, has you know experienced like sexual trauma, like I could feel the yeah. I could feel the pain in her voice. I could understand. I know she's not lying, and so oh, it's just so disgusting to me. It makes me so afraid to have kids, honestly, because it's like I I would want to I want to be able to protect my kids without kind of like putting a leash on them. It's like how do you do that? Yeah. Um, 
So that was pop culture tea. I don't really have any type. You know, usually we talk about people who doing dumb shit. And, you know, we have our little comments. <laughs> no, nah, 2019, it's been a lot of serious shit happening. We can't really talk about dumb shit. No right. more. So. Okay, so once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Look out for the wrap up. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye. Then down, not even then.